0: All right, last week I sat down with Jessie Crickshank and it was so fun that I decided to release it today, which is Tuesday. Um, So she is Canadian. I mean, I'm sure you guys know who she is. If you're around my age, you know her from MTV Canada's The After Show, which she co-hosted with Dan Levy. She is now mom to twin toddlers. She's pregnant with her third and she is the creator behind New Mom Who Dis, which she calls her Imperfect Guide to Motherhood. It was so fun chatting with her. I'm such a big fan. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We talk about mom culture on social media. We talk about our children's Toy Story obsession. We talk about, is Hansen cancelled? And do I need to get rid of the Hansen t-shirt on my podcast cover? Very, very important topics. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Jesse Crickshank. This episode is brought to you by GroCo Postnatal Rehab. Groco was founded in 2018 by chiropractor Dr. Ali Kane when she was 32 weeks pregnant with her first baby. She wanted to create a rehab program that supported women through the physical, mental, and emotional challenges of motherhood. The Groco methodology is aimed at preventing, reducing, and resolving symptoms women have been made to think are an inevitable consequence of childbirth. Classes stream 24-7 so you're able to do them whenever it works best for you. There's also a weekly live class with a GroCo doctor and also a monthly master class. The goals of GroCo are to be accessible to women, be supportive, but also provide them with a high quality rehab program. Everything is focused on your core and your pelvic floor, which you guys know that I love. It's important to note that this is not your typical workout class. Groco classes are very focused on your pelvic floor and your core muscles that have been affected by carrying a child and by giving birth. Follow along at groco.rehab on Instagram, that's at growc to learn everything you need to know about your body after baby. She has so much valuable information on her Instagram account that you will not regret following. I know for myself I was totally fine postpartum until Milo was about 18 months and then I started to get really bad lower back pain and sometimes when I would sneeze or dance too hard I would leak and that was not cool so I went and saw Allie, I saw a pelvic floor physio and they put me on a program and I started doing the GroCo classes. And literally within a few days of doing the breath work that they teach you in Groco, my lower back pain was totally gone. You will learn so much about your body and how to use those muscles in ways that you didn't know that you could. Check out the episode notes for more information. Your pelvic floor will thank you. There's um na- the neighbor's kids are outside playing basketball right outside oh. my window. I was like, really? Oh. Like, well,
1: that's nice. Where are you? Is it warm enough to play basketball? Uh,
0: so it's a random day today, so I'm outside of Toronto, but it's like 18 degrees. It's, oh. it's a really odd day. Gorgeous. Yeah.
1: I'm uh, so happy to meet you
0: and talk to you. Yeah, I'm happy that you came on. Thank you so much. Of course. You're busy busy. how How old are your sons? three and a half. Okay. Cause I always try and cause my son is two and a half. So I was watching, um, we're just going to like start talking and this is going to be the podcast. Um, Are you recording video or just audio video too? Oh, where do you put your video? So I make little promo clips. I don't make them a video editor makes them and I share them on social media. Got it. Are you on TikTok? No. Oh,
1: okay. I mean, I mean, I have a profile. I'm oh. like, I'm like, oh, I should have brushed my hair. I have a profile, but I did. I would not consider myself on TikTok, okay. but good for you. If you are, I can't figure it out.
0: Oh, it's fun. I only figured it out because of quarantine and I had nothing else to do. So I think that was a lot of people. Yeah. So you have a two and a half year old. Yes. And he is also obsessed with Toy Story. And specifically Buzz Lightyear. So whenever I see your posts about Toy Story, I'm like, oh my God, I relate so hard to this. And I was watching the highlight reel that you have from their second, was it their third birthday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Can you explain what happened there? Because one of your sons, they're twins, by the way, just in case people don't know. Yes. One loved it and the other one was terrified, it looked like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What happened? So I have, I mean, the whole toys, we could, this this entire episode could be about Toy Story. Yes. And the saga that it has been, the emotional saga that it has been in my household and on my children. So they, I have identical twin boys. They are, for their third birthday, we thought we would surprise them with a giant buzz, life-size buzz light year. And this is because... Like pre quarantine, I was trying to be one of those moms who was like, no screen time, like, <laughs> and cut to like a movie every second night mm-hmm. within 10 days of quarantine. And Toy Story was their first movie they had ever seen. And so, like, Toy Story is a great movie, but it was also the first movie they'd ever seen. And they became obsessed it was like we had unlocked they they had barely watched an episode of daniel tiger before that and suddenly like a spaceman is flying at a cowboy it was the greatest it was the greatest hour and a half of their life yeah and it really made a big impression so for their third birthday party i'm feeling a lot of what moms have been feeling this entire year and especially in that time when everyone was still trying to figure out like Can we do a social distance, outdoor drive-by party? I really wanted their birthday party to feel special, but to do it safely. So I was like, I'm just going to hire a man. It was a professional. Buzz Lightyear suit. Uh, And I had to research, because there are some very questionable Buzz Lightyear suits available for rent. And I was like, well, these will all cause trauma. But I found the most expensive one. And I was like, no, this is it and he arrived at the party and one of my boys Rhea, was like holy shit buzz light year is in my front yard and the other one dre it, i mean to say it caused lifelong emotional damages <laughs> <you're> like, screaming <sighs> shaking
0: Aww.
1: like we know our toddlers when they cry for attention or they cry to get something they want and we know that like those that of the cries that are real life altering emotional trauma. And this was that, and it lasted the entire party. So you have people driving up in masks and I wasn't there for half of it. I was like inside trying to tell my kid it was going to be okay. We had to send the buzz layer that we had paid so much money for. To across the street, people are coming out of their houses in the neighborhood being like, why is there a giant buzz light? You're yelling across the street. It was a wild time, Renee.
0: I saw that video and I was like, it just brought me back to how anytime you find something that your child loves... Yeah, it's really exciting at first. And because when he when Milo became obsessed with Toy Story and we would see Toy Story toys at the store, I'd be like, oh, my God, I have to get it for him. And it's exciting for the first five minutes. But then when yeah. he wants to bring it into the bathtub and it's like an electronic toy and then it's chaos and he's screaming and like it always ends in a shit show. But always, but I can't stop buying the things that he loves. It's like a problem.
1: (laughs) You and my husband, I think, should get married then because (laughs) he does the same thing. And I think he handled a lot of his quarantine anxiety by ordering toys on the Internet. He had this whole thing that, like, well, a new toy gives us like three days of them being excited about something, and it took us a while to realize how what a terrible decision that was. (laughs) Like, parenting wise, we really we made some mistakes during quarantine, (laughs) didn't we all? And I have come to forgive ourselves for those, but yeah, he was my husband is very much of the like, oh, they like this, let's order seven of them online and keep them in the closet in case. They drop one in the bathtub and we need to replace it.
0: Yeah. We learned that quick. We have, you know, the Fisher price little people. Yes. So they had a toy story collection and we had probably five boxes ready to go. Cause they were so small and I was worried that he was going to lose them. And he, all of quarantine all day, he was holding Woody and he was holding Buzz and he wouldn't let them go. So I was like, we need backup. What if they discontinue them? Like, (laughs) you know, think I'm
1: so glad we're not the only like psychotic parents who yeah. have closets filled with backup toy story toy toys. Story, yes. Like one time I found Buzz Lightyear's on sale for five dollars and I was like, I'm buying four of these. <laughs> you <laughs> never know when you need another one. I just I feel that I feel that so hard. Yes.
0: This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My other question for you, because I am thinking about switching Milo into a big boy bed. Are your boys still in a crib or are they in a bed? Don't do it. Uh, Everybody says that, but I'm so worried that he's going to like fly out of the crib because now he doesn't want to be in there. So I'm scared. So what do I do? What happened with you guys? Well, my children
1: are three and a half and still in cribs wow. where they shall remain until their 18th birthday <laughs> um oh they're my guys are they're they were identical twins uh they were born three and four pounds they're still the littlest guys in their class there's you know so as much as I have worries and fears about their size I'm also like well the good news is they can't get out of their cribs Uh, Dre is starting to like throw the foot up Mm, and try to get the momentum going and every time he does it this is probably terrible parenting but every time he does it I'm like do not do that if you fall you will get a very bad boo-boo. I like (laughs) have terrified him about climbing out of the crib for selfish reasons. I mean a you know the minute they get in a you just you're gonna have someone crawling into your And running out of your room. And for me, with twins, already they're in the same room already. They spend an hour or two hours before falling asleep, before nap and before bed, now just like talking and singing. See, that's nice.
0: Is it? (laughs) Well, like it's better than, like, I'm thinking with Milo, he probably is bored, right? So we've been giving him books in his crib and that's helped. But I'm wondering, like, if he had a little buddy with him. Maybe yeah. that would, you know, here's what I
1: will say to all the twin moms who might be listening. Like it's, it's, we, we, it's hard. It's very hard. But the one advantage that I found having twins was with sleep training mm. because you never feel that guilt that they're all by themselves. Our guys never really cried even as babies when we would put them down because they always had each yeah. other. And now you don't have that like, oh, he's screaming to get out of his crib because with our guys, I'm like, oh, they're singing a Justin Bieber duet. Okay, <laughs> they're
0: fine. <laughs> the
1: best. Which they do almost every day. Speaking of Justin and Bieber, do
0: harmonize you... Do you see this? That- oh, I didn't even see that poster. Like, right hello. I painted that, so... Yeah. Wow. Wow. I know. Do you commission these? No. I went to one of those like wine and paint nights and they said that you could bring your own thing to paint. So I have this Justin Bieber greeting card that says, I believe in you. And that's like the graphic on it. So I brought that wow. and painted it. And now it's up in my office.
1: As it should be. <laughs> As it should be. It's really special. Thank you. And um, from this angle, I have to say it does look like a young woman. Wow. Well, but- Let's be honest, I feel that Justin Bieber has has those features. It's it's close.
0: My question for you and I think I know the answer just from consuming your content and following you online, who was your childhood crush? Oh, well I'm very
1: much of the like 90s 2000s yes. boy band era. Yes. I grew up on the Backstreet Boys. I really flush my laptop is currently set up. If I dis, if I take it down, it might ruin this um, interview, but my laptop is currently sitting on a, like a mod podged Backstreet Boys Tupperware container that I made Ah, when I was 13.
0: Yes. I have, I've seen this. Yes.
1: Yes. It's, um, (laughs) it's a real relic. I think it will end up in a museum, which member Oh, please. All of them. Howie, for some reason, is front and center. I did go through a Howie phase. Mm. I think that's because I felt like no one liked Howie. So if I liked him, I might have like a better chance with him. Well, there you go. Um, But I think I was the girl who always liked the boys that nobody liked because I felt bad for them. Uh, So I went through a Howie phase. Really, Nick, was it for me, like from the moment I saw him wipe rain out of his bowl cut in the quit playing game <laughs> with my video yes. I was like this is the man of my dreams and I will marry him um so I did have a Nick face I think I went through like a, a standard JTT
0: phase I mean yes. I hit all of them J-J-J-T-T-T. JTT was my first yes my bedroom covered could not see <gasps> an inch of wall space even the ceiling Was all JTT posters. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. It was awesome. (gasps) And then the one that was near my bed, it was this big picture of his face. The lips were kind of worn off because I would kiss it all the time.
1: Stop. No, this is serious. (gasps) Yeah. You really, like, were given the space in your home and in your life to to live your best life. And I, whatever your parents did to get you to that place, I really admire (laughs) because I would always hide my crushes. Like, oh. I think I thought my, you know, I was really close with my dad and kind of a tomboy and I didn't want him to like know that I had crushes. So I would have folded up tiger beat center folds of JTT like under my pillow as if it was pornography. <laughs> I would like- pull it out with a flashlight late at night and make out with it. It was like, oh my God. I don't know what kind of fear I was feeling in my family home environment, but I didn't, it wasn't a safe space for me to decorate uh, the
0: ceilings. No, so uh, I really,
1: I admire that. I, I'm jealous.
0: So the other day, um, on my podcast cover right now, I'm going to rebrand it, but I have a little cartoon of myself and I'm wearing a Hanson t-shirt.
1: I know. I saw that. You know what? When I saw that, I was like, oh, we're going to be best friends forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's controversial now. Yes.
0: So somebody came into my DMs on Instagram and they were like, have you seen this episode of Jesse Crookshank's um, oh. show? And she sent me the link. So I watch it and I'm like, What? Like, I could not believe it, the Hanson gate. And so now yes. when I rebrand, I'm like, I can't be wearing a Hanson t-shirt.
1: No, you I can just barely can. wear, I don't even think you can wear a Backstreet Boys shirt because that is controversial too with Brian Luttrell. Yeah, you can't wear a Hanson t-shirt. So I'm
0: going to just like put a generic something on my t-shirt now. Okay. Yeah. I, I
1: mean, you could just like... What? You could put Justin Bieber. I feel like he's having a oh, resurgence new album coming out. Yeah, that's true. I, I could do that. For anyone who missed um, New Mom Who Live, the Hanson Gate episode, I was really covering and my show is like, it's like a funny show that's loosely based in motherhood. But now I just talk about whatever I want to talk about. <laughs> like and my Hanson Gate show had nothing to do with being a mom. But listen, we're all from the same time. Yes. Uh, these issues matter to us. So yeah, I talked about or I covered the whole saga. Uh Zach Hansen was um revealed to have have a secret Pinterest board where he would post racist and homophobic and anti-feminist and very disturbing content. Yeah. Um Pinterest guns, like yeah, on Pinterest, which yeah. you know that's where you go to post your gun pictures. <laughs> yeah. 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 And just very, ugh, very disturbing and very upsetting because I was a Hanson stand from the beginning.
0: Yes. I am going to, uh, I'm going to link, I'm going to put that episode link in the <laughs> okay. notes because I feel like people are going to be like, Oh my God, what? So, so they can easily go watch that.
1: And I'll apologize in advance for like ruining
0: all of your teenage dreams. I, I really was a will. little bit upset. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, okay. I wanted to get your take on this. So I, I don't know if you saw the Amy Schumer. She had a documentary with her um, pregnancy and she said a quote in that documentary that said, I don't resent being pregnant. I resent everyone who hasn't been honest. I resent the culture. So I was wondering if you agreed with that statement and also how you think mom culture could be improved because you're online, your you know, your platform is you in motherhood. So you must see the negativity that comes along with that.
1: I mean, I, when you say negativity, do you mean mom shaming? Like what was, yeah. Uh, So I just feel, I feel like we are Mm. in a very strange time where there is this culture online of mom bloggers who make a lot of money to look perfect and look like they have their shit together and sell you their, you know, baby products and, and they have millions and millions of followers and, you know, no shade to them. Like they're doing their thing and they're doing it in the way that, that feels right to them. But to me, that's the most damaging and dangerous thing that exists online for moms or for people who think they might want to be a mom is like you, they just, it, it looks, it looks effortless. It looks beautiful. It looks curated and, and it's not. That. You know, even, even I remember when Kylie Jenner was pregnant and she had so many young fans and, <laughs> and she makes it look so easy. And like, I just, I were, I, I, I'm i like an old, I'm in the old Jewish mother and me comes out. Cause I like worry about the effects that that has and it, and it affects me, you know, like God, I have since erased all of those Insta perfect moms from my timeline. I don't need to see it. I don't need to, I, I, even as like a fully grown woman, I still find myself affected by it. I'll still be like, Oh my God, the kitchen is so clean and that fedora is sitting so flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I do that? It's because that's not real life. Like eight years ago, that wasn't a thing. We didn't have those images of, of motherhood. We didn't try to live up to that. So that I think is dangerous. And that's sort of why I started um, this my show or like even being vocal or sharing things online about motherhood. Because to me, I just wanted to do it in a way that was honest and funny and
0: uh, real. I just didn't see enough. I just didn't see enough of that. I always say we like people would never look at a spread in Vogue or some big magazine and compare themselves to it and feel shitty because they would be like, well, no, like they like the photos are edited. It's like a photo shoot. You know, like you don't you don't have that same feeling. But when it's social media, it feels more personal. And I think we're more, you know, inclined to think that we should Look the same way and have the same house. And, but those are also photo shoots and they are edited and it is a lot of work. Yeah. And that's, and that's also like
1: because that's how people present it. You're right. It's the same as Vogue, whether it's your husband taking the picture or any leave of it. It doesn't matter. It's all, it's, it's, it's not real. And yet it's presented as here I am in my kitchen, like here, even, even the, and a lot of mom uh, bloggers, a lot of the women that I'm thinking of or referring to are like, also have their quote unquote relatable posts. This morning was really hard. Sometimes it's really hard to be a mom. You know, my kid was crying and whatever, but it's still a picture of you with makeup on in your bed. Yeah. Like, fuck off. I just, I can't, I can't, it's very, it's a, mo- it's, um. Mm-hmm. it's manipulative. It really is. And I think that, you know, if you, if you follow those, those moms and you find something inspirational in it, by all means, go for it. But to me, I will, I am happy to admit that I am not, I am not confident enough in my skill as a mom. I don't feel good enough about the, 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 you know, home that I've curated, like, I just, I don't feel good enough about what I have going on to be able to see those women and be like, Oh, cool. Look at that. 7,000 square foot house. I feel fine about, I feel fine about my kids sharing a room and like, you know, I don't know. I don't have it in me to accept, to accept that on my feed. And I, and I choose not to follow those. Yeah.
0: That's what I always say. Like you choose what social media you consume. Right. So Mm -hmm. if it's bothering you, like make some changes. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you about was mom guilt. So I, I feel like before I had my son, I like you hear about mom guilt all the time. Like, it's just kind of something that people talk about. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, like mom guilt. Um, but then once I started experiencing it, I was like, oh, my God, this is a legit problem and issue. Yeah. So I was wondering if you experience mom guilt. And if you do, like what kind of situations um, like get that in you, that feeling? Um,
1: I... I experience it all the time. (laughs) And I, uh, I I will say, I think it's gotten a little bit better as my boys have gotten a little bit older. Um, But I, when my kids, when my twins were eight weeks old, we, we've had them in Los Angeles. We flew against all recommendations. Uh, We flew with preemie twins at eight weeks old to to Toronto. So I could go back full-time doing my daytime talk show and my husband stayed home to raise our 8 week old identical twins and i went back to work 16 hour days and i, I looking back it was that was some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what was I, I would never make that decision again. I think I made the decision while pregnant and let's be honest, no one should make any life decisions while pregnant. It's a cruel joke that we have to like choose a name while we're pregnant. Cause that to me is, I mean, capable. Um, but I think I just had this idea that, I'll, Oh, I can do it all. You know, L- let me just pop out. I was a working, you know, woman. I, I let me just pop out these twins. Evan can take care of it and I'll go back to work. And I remember the night before going back, I was still feeding and pumping and I continued to do that for like a year and a half. But the night before going up back, I had one of my three nightly pumping sessions. I would wake up three times in the night to pump for these, these guys. And I was like in a kitchen that I didn't know. We had just landed the night before. I was, le- my boobs were leaking. I had just had mastitis. I was in pain pain. I was exhausted. And the next morning I had to put on a tight red dress and walk out in front of a national television audience and pretend like everything was okay. And that like, if you can just visualize like me crying in a weird rental kitchen with mastitis and leaking boobs, it
0: was inhuman. That is, I (laughs) can't even imagine. I couldn't leave the house, let alone, you know, get all dressed up and, and perform. You
1: shouldn't leave the house. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't your body. I think that was the first time I realized, like, I don't know, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because your body is not ready. And your, your body, my body was telling me like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know? And Uh, and, and so every day of going back to work on that show was, was like just filled with guilt. And I remember my husband sent me, we, you know, we had a commercial break and I I was offset. My husband had texted me a video and our boys laughed for the first time. And it was this like magical video where they're lying on their backs. They're like both laughing at the same time. And I just burst out crying. And, you know, I remember like my, Producer and my makeup artists came over. They're like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "My boys are laughing," and I was just streaming tears. We had to stop the show to glue my eyelashes back Aww. on. It was like a real moment where I just I couldn't handle being away and missing those milestones. And I just I felt I felt it every single day. And the one thing that about mom guilt that I have experienced, I don't know if you feel the same or have had the same experience, is that for some reason my husband just doesn't seem to feel
0: it. Like do you have the do you feel that way? Exact same way. And sometimes it's irritating because what I feel about mom guilt is that it can suck the joy out of situations that should just be joyful, but I'm concerned or feel guilty you know, that he's playing independently and I'm not constantly engaging with him or working on language or like, I constantly feel like I need to be doing something. Yeah. Even though rationally, I know that it is really good for him to play independently and use his imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, so I find in certain situations, my husband can just be present and enjoy things. Meanwhile, my wheels are turning and I'm like, you know, okay, we should be doing this. Or like, how much screen time has he had today? And my husband's just like, la, 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 la. Like, and I'm like, how do you not? I almost get jealous that he doesn't have this mental load that I have all the time. So totally.
1: And I'm I'm sure there are men, partners, husbands out there who do have the same, but I have yet to meet one. Uh, My husband will go... Like last weekend, he went on a golf trip um, with his, with one, a friend for three days. Like I could never, he, he will always say to me, like you, you can go on a fr- trip with your friends too. If you, and I was like, and just leave the boys for a leisure trip. Like I can't, I cannot just casually, you know, find that time for myself or prioritize myself. Um, and I know I need to get better at that, but it's just, it's, it's hard for me. I really feel like in the moments that I'm not working as a working parent, I need to be with my kids and vice versa. Yeah, yeah the pressure.
0: My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. I was curious where the idea for New Mom Who dis, came from and also the title of it. Like, how did that come about? I love that title so much.
1: Well, the title was just based on, you know, new phone who dis? like that was the meme. And then I think when I became a mom, I really my identity before that was like, carefree I don't even think I talked about my having a boyfriend let alone a husband like I was very much I'm just a comedian I'm funny and whatever I live my life and so suddenly you know I had to like reveal to the world that not only did I have a, a husband but I also was pregnant with twins and a mom and there was a real identity crisis there um, I think a lot of moms go through that it's like well Who am I? Can I still hold on to that person that I was? Do I, am I going to start wearing mom jeans? And like, and the fact is, yes. Like, Oh my God, I wear practical footwear. Okay. Like, but I, it was part of part partly just like a funny play on the meme, but also really this question of who am I now? And what does it mean to be a mom? And um, a- after I had wrapped the CBC talk show that I t- that I was speaking about, I had an opportunity with Facebook Watch in LA to create a show, and they said like you know, pitch us anything you want, a comedy show, obviously. And uh, and so my producing partner and I had all these ideas, complicated ideas, you know, like we had three different ideas that we were going into the LA office to pitch. And that morning I had, I think my boys were like eight months old at that point. And that morning I was trying to literally physically curl my hair with one child breastfeeding and the other one on a boppy on the bathroom floor. And then the other one starts crying and the milk is spilling and the curling iron is burning. And this was like 20 minutes before I had to leave for my big Facebook pitch. And I was like, oh, this is the show. All of those complicated ideas, like, no, this is the funniest thing that's happening in my life. Yeah. And so we went in with like a PowerPoint pitching our ideas. And at the end of the meeting, I said, and you know, this morning, literally breast milk was dripping on the floor and I burnt myself with a curling iron or whatever. And they, they were like, well, let's, let's make it. Yeah. And so, I mean, it really is. It's by no means a parenting show. I am not an expert. It's just a comedy show that sort of explores various loose things, loosely related to mother. Yeah.
0: My favorite, I saw you answer the question. And it's funny because when I was thinking about things that I wanted to chat with you about, I found myself typing out, how do you balance like work and family and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't even want to ask her this because men never get asked this question, first yeah. of all. So I, I, then I, I think I put an Instagram post out about it, like, and I made a TikTok, I think, about how men don't get asked this question. Like, how do you balance this and that? And it's like, is it because men aren't expected to balance these things? Um, like, I just, I don't know. Like, my husband has a super busy job. He's a physician. Would anyone ever ask him, oh, how do you balance having your son and your job? Never. Never. No. Um, So yeah, I was going to ask you that. But then I saw on one of your episodes that you answered, like, how do you juggle all these things? And you were like, I don't. I'm just doing the best that I can. And I was like, that is perfect Mm -hmm. answer. So yeah. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yes. And I actually had,
1: um, sorry, I'm just going to drop a name here. I'm Justin Trudeau president, (laughs) prime minister, prime minister of Canada, uh, was our first guest on season two. And I asked him, that was like the second question I asked him. I said, moms never get asked this question. So I'm going to ask you, how do you balance it all? And he was like, no, one's ever asked me that. Why would they? Um, yeah, I don't, pretend to balance it all. I don't think, I mean, if you have figured it out and, and there are moms out there who do feel like they have a balance, please slide up into my DMS, tell us how you do it. Cause, cause I I do, I, I, at this point, it's just like every day I wake up and I think like, okay, today I'm going to do what I have to do for my job. And I'm, I'm going to try to do as much as I can with my kids. And at the end of the day, it, you know, we'll see we'll see where we came out if it was a 70 30 day if it was a 50 50 day um and then I, you know i just try to make up for for lost time with kids on weekends like i really really try to as much as possible when possible like dedicate the weekends to being with the kids um but i don't think it's possible to balance it all i really just think it's possible to do our best yeah. and maybe in a time where we had 9 to 5 jobs and no one had a phone and the Zoom calls and no one was taking their work home with them, maybe it was easier to balance it all. Maybe you could come home and have your regular six o'clock dinners with your family and tuck your kids in and give them a bath, but we just don't live in that world anymore. You know, every single person, at least I know, is in charge of their own schedule or has jobs that trickle into the evenings to the weekends. And so we're all trying to figure it out for, you know, in terms of whatever works best for us. And I think that's okay. I think we have to stop asking ourselves that question. I think balance is bullshit. I think we have to just figure out something that works for us and works for our kids.
0: One day at a time. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you about was you're, you're pregnant right now.
1: Mm, yes. Oh yeah, we really waited. We really waited a whatever we're we're a long time into this interview. By the way. Yes.
0: F- <laughs> FYI, way. everybody. Yeah, Jesse is pregnant. Like, wait. It's really popping. Wow. So really how poppin'. far along are you right now? I, I don't
1: know. Um I think I oh, this is a this is a second pregnancy. Um this is a real second pregnancy struggle. My first pregnancy, I was like, every week I knew what fruit I was. <laughs> I knew what week I was. I was a cauliflower. I think I'm ahead of lettuce. Ooh. I'm 27 or 28 wow. weeks.
0: Oh,
1: Yeah. I think I'm cauliflower
0: or ahead of lettuce. Nice. Did you, because I'm always, we have one, we have Milo, he's two and a half, and before I had kids I was like oh yeah I can see myself having two or three because I have two siblings and that's just you know like whatever and then I had Milo and I was like nope mm-mm, like don't want to have another one like this is really really difficult and now that he's getting a little bit older and a little bit easier now I'm kind of like on the fence and I see people having babies on Instagram and I'm like Ugh. So I'm kind of back and forth. So were you back and forth or did you already always know that you wanted another baby?
1: Oh, no, I'm still back. Oh, and forth. Okay,
0: <laughs> I have a cauliflower
1: inside of me and I'm like, do I want a third baby? Yeah. We should really talk this through. Um, I, I don't know how you felt with Milo, but I was really felt clear that I was ready to try for a baby when we tried for a baby. Mm. Like I felt it, I knew it, it wasn't like a, oh my God, should we do this? I just felt like this is the time and I'm ready. And then I thought I would have that feeling about another one and I never had it. And I should say that having identical twins really complicates things. Cause I come from a family of two, my husband had two, like I never imagined that I would have more than two kids. In fact, I honestly have, continue to have this perception that two kids you're like you can still be a working mom you're a regular little family three kids you're the Duggars three kids you are a TLC reality show (laughs) like I am judging you at the park that's the mentality I had about having three kids and then I had identical twins and it was it's it's one pregnancy it is uh two of the same face it is the same DNA and while they are you know provide the same challenges of having two kids and they are very much different kids it was such a unique thing so suddenly we were faced with like oh gosh should we try for another one should we try for like as vain as this sounds another face (laughs) we Um, need
0: another face and
1: like yeah it's it's such it was a really hard thing and I kept going back and forth and like you say Renee like one day would be a great day with the kids. And I would say, let's do this again. And another the next day would be a complete shit show. And I would say, lock it up. We're never doing this again. And, and so we just, we net, we just went back and forth, back and forth. And then I think the, the great irony is that, We were home with the kids for the whole first part of this year, as everybody was. And for the first time, we decided, you know what, like, let's do a COVID safe family trip. And we went, we rented a little house in the middle of nowhere in Joshua Tree. And it was the first time it wasn't stress Mm. and chaos and mess. It was like just us enjoying our little family of four And on like the second day of that trip, I looked at Evan and I said, this is it. I really, I know I only want to, I know that we're complete. And the feeling that I had been hoping for searching for, I finally had it. And he was like, I'm so happy. That's so great. Like, this is our family. And we were like, yay, And I'm sure we drank like heavily. And the next morning he put eggs down in front of me and I ran to the bathroom and threw up. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) And that night on our drive home, we got a test and I was pregnant. So the day after I had, I got the feeling I was so desperate for, I discovered that I was having a third and, um, and it took me a really long time to feel okay with that. And I still, uh, am incredibly nervous and, and, I still question whether or not this is the right decision, but I also have faith that when this little baby comes, it's gonna, you know, change our lives for the better yeah. and change hopefully the dynamic between my boys and our family. And, and then I also know that this is gonna be it and I won't have to make those decisions anymore
0: because three is enough for me. That's awesome. I love that story so much because people always ask me, how are you so sure that you only want Milo and you don't want another one? Like we can't yeah. figure it out. We can't decide. Like, how do you know? And, and then here I am like, Oh my God, I don't know. Like nobody knows, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: and you know, there's like a myth or there's a, and this goes back to your first question about the Instagram perfection. I have this flawed idea that when somebody has more kids, three kids, I'm, I'm like, Oh, they must be really good being a mom. They must have really figured it out. They must have a really easy life. They don't struggle. They don't struggle because they're having another one. I want what they have. And and that's for us, at least that's not true. We struggle. (laughs) I don't know how we're going to pull this off, but we will. Um, But I certainly didn't make the decision to have a third because everything was like easy and flawless with my two, you know,
0: I hear you. Oh, I've got
1: some thinking to do. Um, well, you're in that, you're in that difficult, like two and a half. Everybody is probably asking you, which I now understand. Never ask a woman if she's going to have more kids, if she wants to bring it up or offer it to you, do not like that is not most of the time. That's not a conversation that women or at least that I would ever feel comfortable having. Um, but yeah, you're in a weird you're in a place where people are gonna ask, mm. and also I don't envy that age because you, at least for me, when they hit two and a half, I was like, well, this is it. I can't wait any longer, or like oh. my eggs are gonna shrivel, or they're gonna be too old, and there'll be too much separation. Like there's a really. There's a lot of pressure in that window. But I hope you don't feel that because there's also a lot of families who have kids that are like five, six years apart. Yeah, me and my siblings were
0: all four years apart. So one went off to school and then my mom had the baby. And then one went off to school and then my mom had a baby. I was like, it's kind of genius. But then at the same time, you're in the baby stage for like 12 years.
1: (laughs) Right. Which is, yeah, which is not, I mean, you appreciate it more.
0: Yeah. I'm like, wow, mom. like, Wow. (laughs) I wanted to know, I know you're going to be filming the next season of New Mom Who Dis soon. So Mm -hmm. is there any, like, can you spill the beans about anything? What can we look forward to?
1: Um, Well, I'm going to be very large and bloated. We're filming it when I'm seven and a half months pregnant, which I, with my twins, I was on bed rest as of at like 28 weeks or 26 weeks. I never saw the light at this phase of pregnancy. I was locked in a, in a, in my bed. So this is the first time that I will have to film anything or be out in the world at this um, stage of my pregnancy. So I'm just putting that out there. That it is gonna be a, it is gonna be a, a lot of um and contour. Uh, But we are going out in the world. Season three, we did all from home as so many shows did. And then season four, we are back. We have um, really exciting guests lined up. The whole season is going to be focused around, um, around pregnancy and um, all the ridiculous things that go along with it. So uh, without sharing too much, I'm so excited. Uh, The new season comes out in April and like i just i can't even wait because it's been a year since i've actually got to go out and shoot with people People. like i have pent up energy like other humans wow yes Yes. Granted it will be six feet apart yeah. and, um, and outside for the most part, but, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're really, it's going to be That's awesome.
0: exciting. I can't wait to see that. So just to end, where can people find you online? Where can they follow you and where should they go to watch the show?
1: Uh, new mom who dis is on Facebook watch it's new mom who dis show on Facebook. We have an amazing, like, uh, this is what has surprised me the most is that, I came from traditional television where you make a show and you walk away and maybe people watch it. Maybe people don't, you don't really know. New Mom is living on Facebook and we have an Instagram page, New Mom is. We have this incredible community of funny, like-minded supportive moms. I didn't realize that I could make something that came along with like hundreds of thousands of awesome women and now I know them by name and we know each other and like the comments and it's just this amazing community and in the past year when everyone has felt so isolated it's really felt like these followers these viewers have become friends and we have become close and so I would encourage everybody to come follow us new mom who uh, on Instagram um, and Facebook because it's just it's the best Um, and the Instagram page is like a whole It's funny. It's fun. And then uh, we also have a website, newmomhoodist.com, which is where I write very honestly about motherhood, pregnancy and beyond. And we have contributors and that's a whole um, incredible community. Uh, And then I am Jesse
0: Crookshank on Instagram. Awesome. Okay. Well, all those links, all this stuff, I'm going to put in the episode notes so that people can find it easily. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm so happy that we got to meet virtually. Uh, this I am It feels it feels good to like talk, see someone, <laughs> your is, face. Yeah. I can touch your face.
1: <laughs> uh, we're looking at each other. We're looking, staring deeply into each other's eyes over Zoom. Everybody, yes. just so you, yeah. Thank you for having me, and, and keep doing what you're doing. I think it's so awesome. It's so important, and it's given a lot of moms something to look forward to and listen Aww. to. So, thank
0: you, thank you so much. Have a great day, and I will see you on Instagram. I'm sure. Uh, okay I will not see you on TikTok I'm too old for that but I'll see you on Instagram all right
1: (laughs) okay Bye. bye thanks Renee